Reflect Success Podcast, where we teach you how to be less shit. Covering all things science relating to nutrition, training, recovery, and more. Who knows, you might even sprinkle in a dick joke or two. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Flex Success Podcast. You are joined by myself, the annoying one, and we obviously always have Lizzie. And today we're <laughs> the smart one. That's true. <laughs> we're joined by the wonderful Amy Fox. How are you, Amy? Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Well, it's kind of a round two because Ooh. the first time we tried to do this, our internet just shat itself over and over again. So I'm thanks. blaming it on the COVIDs. Yeah, yeah. Blame, it, blame it on the COVIDs. Blame it on yeah. the, we could blame it on the fact that you were at a virtual beach last time. <laughs> That's right. I know. I was holidaying when everyone else was in lockdown. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Right. But yeah, thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure. Thank you. No, um, I was excited about this one, and I actually had one of your um, comp prep clients for a posing lesson yesterday. Yes, you had Kelly, and uh, yeah. I believe I confused her very quickly because I said, oh, yeah, we're speaking with Amy at 10 o'clock in the morning. She's like, I don't know how you could be. I'm seeing her at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, your Tuesday. She's like, cool. Oh, my God. That's right. And I know that Kelly's right as well because she's very organised. Not that you're not, but she's, like, on the ball with organisation. She knows... When she's seeing me and um, she's ready. Yeah, it's good. Now, for those of, or for those listeners that are a bit confused, like why would Dean's client be seeing Amy? And for those that aren't in the bodybuilding world or the IFBB world, do you want to give yourself a quick intro to let people know who you are and what you do? Sure. I, um, my name's Amy Fox. I've been competing for a number of years, but my last show was actually the show that I won my pro card back in 2014 and that was for the IFBB Pro League um, and that was for the Women's Physique Division. So that was the first year that they actually were giving out pro cards for the Women's Physique. Um, After that, I actually went and watched the Olympia and sort of sussed out my competition and had a look at the girls and thought, holy shit, like that's just a whole nother level. And then kind of got a little bit disenchanted by the whole thing thinking that I've got so much work to do and just got so involved in the posing and the judging side of things instead that that could have kind of took my focus. So I never say never, like I'd love to get back on stage at, at some point, but I've just found that I've been getting so much enjoyment and, you know, making a little bit of money and things like that, trying to get myself set up um, and going for it with posing. So I work with a lot of coaches uh, like you guys Um, that are, you know, prepping clients for competitions and I deal with the posing side of things. So if they're doing like an ICN show or an IFBB show or a WBFF show, doesn't matter the federation, but I um, work on, you know, structuring like a a, either posing choreography for their T-walk or their I-walk, helping them uh, figure out how they're meant to wear their costumes to enhance their physique better um yeah anything posing related then i do it love it i remember so many years ago um before i really got into fitness the boys at the gym were all competing and i was like oh maybe i'll do it and i was asking them about posing they're like look just get into shape do your comp prep and like you know a week or two learn the poses it's easy and looking back at that advice i'm like that was Really terrible advice. <laughs> but that's what everyone used to do. Like, um, you know, even when I started, when was my first show? I can't remember now, but uh, 2007 maybe? Anyway, first time I competed, I had just a couple of guys from the gym teach me how to pose. So they're like, yeah, you need to do this and you need to do this. And this is when fitness model wasn't a thing. So you either did figure or nothing. 
It was like figure or bodybuilding or nothing. And um, I got up on stage and back then it was Navar and I was wearing like a G-string and squeezing my butt like a bodybuilder. This is like a bikini girl, looking like a bikini girl, squeezing my bum like a bodybuilder. And it was the worst looking thing ever. And I just remember looking at photos afterwards thinking, what the, what the F, like, what the hell am I doing? And that's what made me interested in learning how to pose because there wasn't really anyone that I could go and see and learn off. Yeah. What do you think some other common misconceptions around posing are? Well, like you said, probably that it's easy. And I mean, um, if you just want to get up on stage and have a bit of, bit of fun, then yeah, posing can be really easy. But if you if you want to win and you want to be noticed and you want to enhance your physique um, the best you possibly can, then it's going to take a lot of work. And I would say one of the misconceptions um, or one thing that people really fail to um, pay attention to is the flexibility involved um, for hitting your pose as well. So if you don't have good mobility and good flexibility, you're going to find posing very difficult and it's going to look awkward and robotic. Yeah, there are quite a few poses, at least in the men's divisions that obviously I'm aware of because that suits my bias, uh, that you go, you look at it and it looks kind of uh, flawless and seamless and easy. And then you try and get into that pose and you're like, oh man, I'm, I, I can't even get into the position necessary to hit the pose in yeah. a remotely normal way. And it's super frustrating as a coach for me to watch people that I get into condition look like they're about six to eight weeks out from a body fatness point of view because they don't know how to pose. Yeah. Is why yeah. I love going to somebody like yourself that has the professional know-how and, and the skill set to do so because it makes such a big difference. Um, well, absolutely. And the po like posturally as well, like I, that's what I love about posing is because you can actually look at someone's body and like you would do if you're trying to figure out what muscles um, are lagging and, you know, if they're lagging in the shoulders, all right, we're going to do more shoulder work, as simple as that. If they're posing and they can't get in a particular type of pose, I like to try and figure out why they can't get into that pose and give them some either exercises or mobility drills or work with a therapist like a, um, uh, a chiropractor or a massage therapist that actually understands what muscles need to be released to hit a pose perfectly. So it's no good just going to a massage therapist to have your whole body released. Like if you're not able to pose your lats properly is it coming from pec minor is it coming from an area in the delt is the bicep tight is the tendon sort of pulling the shoulder forward um all of these things and that's what i find really exciting about posing lessons like it's good fun <laughs> yeah, that's awesome i like to think about posing like a resume someone can go through the harshest prep be really lean but if they can't pose or like present themselves well like you would on a resume mm you're not going to get attention from the judges. Like you, 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 yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like somebody who's really qualified, has all the experience, but just a terrible resume. They're just not going to get a look in, mm. you know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And that makes so much sense as well. Like, um, you know, you put so much work into your training and nutrition. Um, it's such a disappointment and it's such a shame if you're not hitting your poses correctly and the judges literally just look straight past you because they don't judge you for very long. And that's the other thing. Like when you're doing your posing lessons, obviously you're in there for an hour, you know, um, at a time. And I can really see, and you guys can see with your clients as well, you can spend time and you can see their best bits. Um, you know what their best bits are. Most of the judges 
um, they've got you on stage plus 10 other people, they don't have time to go looking for your strengths. They're looking for things that are standing out. You have to show them your strengths. And if you can't do that, you're doing yourself an injustice. Mm. I always say to my clients that um, bodybuilding is not about what you're good at, but rather hiding what is a flaw and highlighting what is a positive. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is like makeup, right? Like, like even yeah. the hilarious thing is, is it's like your makeup. Yeah. The posing is the makeup of the bodybuilding. Yeah. 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 I've, I've quite regularly been told before that like say one of my strengths is um, uh, symmetry, right? And I'm like in my head. I would agree with that. I think your symmetry is like bang on. Well, the funny thing is, like, I know for certain that my, my right tricep is compo- completely different to my left tricep. But the good thing is you only have to pose one. Yes. And I also have an additional rib on my left side. So my left pec sits a lot fuller on the side. Too. Oh, really? And, like, I know where I... I mean, you're not meant to tell people this. Yeah, I know. But you know what's funny, actually? You know Matt Napic. Yeah. But most people don't pick it up. But as a photographer of bodybuilders, he's obviously got a keen eye. And one day I bench pressed with him in Sydney. And I go off the bench. He's like, is your left pec bigger than your right? And I was like, you know, <laughs> like, how did you? And he's like, yeah, it's just the things that I see. But, but that's yeah, he's, he's actually pretty good like that. He's got a good eye. I reckon Matt would be a very good judge. Well, actually, yeah. probably not a good judge because he picks up everyone's weaknesses. <laughs> no, but that's good. That means you kind of have no bias. Yeah. But now that, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Amy, if you're ever judging Dean now, please don't remember what he's just I, said about his pec and tricep. <laughs> No, you know what's what's good about you though, Dean, is that um, like normally I would say that I can pick those things as well, but I've actually never noticed that. Now you're going to go looking. What a damn, <laughs> what a damn fool! I'll go, but you you obviously hold yourself in a way where you know you're like you said, you're just showing your strengths, which is great because as far as I see, like when you look at it, in fact, let's talk about biases, right? I would say when I'm judging. I have a particular bias and so does every other judge and you can't help that, right? So my bias is like a silhouette. So the first thing that I see when a, a, I say client, but the first thing I see when I see the competitors line up on stage is their silhouette will kind of grab my attention first. I've got other judges and we've had a talk about this as well and their bias is like a, um, a conditioning thing. So as soon as someone walks out, that's out of shape, they're immediately like in a negative headspace, like this, this competitor is not going to do so well. Whereas me, I don't see the conditioning side of things. I see more the silhouette and the shape first. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Especially considering your partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your partner so is Justin, yeah. in Australia. And I guess... Um, I guess most of the judges would have a bias towards conditioning. Mm. I would say that would be the bias in Australia at the moment. And it's funny because one thing's not worth more than the other. So your like your muscularity and your shape's not worth more than conditioning, yet um, a conditioned competitor will generally beat uh, someone with good shape mm. if they're out of shape. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the the biases of the judging panel mm. it's interesting do you guys ever sit around and do formal training around how to overcome bias or, or anything like that yeah so in ifbb they do yes so um they will and you guys are welcome to come as well in fact anyone's welcome to come so before the posing lessons like the free posing workshops they'll actually have like a little seminar 
um, where they talk to us judges and they make sure that we're always on the same page because it's easy to deviate because you've kind of got the rules and then it starts to get into the gray area of what you personally prefer. And that's where the bias comes into it. So I've had my judging score sheets reviewed because there's been a few times where I've really liked certain figure competitors, whereas everyone else has placed them further down the line and I've placed them higher. So when the judging score is like skew if, they'll actually pull it out and we all kind of dissect it together. So Michael Boone is the head judge for Pro League Australia and he'll say, okay, so you had, you had this person placing higher, what was your reasoning for that? And I'll say something like, you know, I really liked her shape and her presentation was really good, blah, blah, blah. And he said, yeah, but look how out of condition she is. Like something simple, you know, mm-hmm. look how out of condition she is as opposed to the other girls. And to me, I'm thinking, yeah, but I can see her in the future being so much better um, and pro-worthy because she's got the shape. And he's like, well, it doesn't really matter what she's like in the future because what she presented on the day was crap. <laughs> so you can't award someone that's out of shape just because of her potential kind yeah. of thing. So you just start to learn. And the more you do it, um, the more you can start to be aware of the things that um, make you not so good as a judge. Mm. And you can become better. Well, that's awesome to know that there's that process. For sure. And I mean, it, it kind of makes sense too, because it, it appears as if sometimes the way in which the direction judging go does change from season yep. to season. And that's because there's always an upgrade of thoughts, I imagine. So it's cool. Mm. Yeah. So- yeah, because we're all um, constantly learning and it's hard because each year you'll be thrown a whole bunch of different competitors. So, and the competitors that you may have seen before will bring a different physique to the stage as well. So it's almost like every time you're judging, you're starting from scratch. So you, you remember that, that, um, that competitor and you think, okay, last time they weren't in shape, this time they're super in shape. So, oh my gosh, they're so much more impressive now because they're in shape. However, they've also got another set of issues, which is you can now see their imbalances. Like you can now see one glute's bigger than the other glute. You can see that their shoulder's rolling in, whereas when they were holding a bit of body fat beforehand, you couldn't notice that. Mm. So I, I really enjoy judging because regardless of the same competitors hitting the stage all the time, they're always bringing a different package. So it, it always messes things up and makes it hard. <laughs> it's hard. What do you think uh, is the top sort of two things that people could improve on as a competitor to get the nod from a judge as doing well on stage? Like what are the two things that people stuff up all the time? I think um, not being well-trained in their core. So um, not being able to hold their stomach in um, and maintain that endurance, that muscle endurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Is there anything that people do regularly that they shouldn't or that they're not very good at? Sorry, guys. <laughs> is there anything that, that um, you think people do regularly that they shouldn't that is detrimental to them? Like, for example... Uh, jostling with shoulders or standing in front of the next competitor um, or anything like that? Or are some of those things potentially a little bit advantageous for attention? Well, you'll have to ask the head judges what they think, but I actually quite like it because I think it's entertaining. (laughs) So I I enjoy it. And I just think as well, like, um, you know how Arnie was always backstage and he'd like talk shit and try and throw people off? Mm. 
I think it's a bit of that as well. So if you can sort of see that slightly standing in front of someone is going to make them feel uh, less confident and you can see them deflating, well, wouldn't you try and do that? It, yes, it's an asshole move, but you've got to win. You've got to try and win. And that's part of the fun of it as well. So I think um, to be a good competitor, you have to have composure on stage and, and you have to have the confidence to not let that happen if someone tries to, like, staunch you on stage and, and get in front. Yeah. I've always been in team sports. So, like, I've always had a competitive nature. And even yeah. though I played soccer, which isn't a contact sport, there's still elements of contact to it, right? And yeah. uh, funny little uh, joke, when I'd never met Mike Lucy before I met him at my show that I competed in Queensland, but we spoken, yep. so we got along. Online. Yeah, yeah, and then in the overall, because he's so massive, this is in Queensland, I lit at the back, I said, hey, everyone, let's all stand in front of Mike so that he doesn't look so big. Yeah. You and say he, that in front of Mike. Yeah, I'd like at him. Yeah. Like, he kind of looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and me and him pretty much like walked ourselves away to the front of the stage because I just kept standing in front and laughing. And then like, because he, he was too big. Like, <laughs> Why not? I just love it. I, yeah, I just think it's good. But, you know, there, there's a point where it becomes, like, rude and, um, you know, arrogant and, and it's not cool to watch. But I think a little bit all fun and games, and they do it really well at the Olympia. Like, the guys will kind of, you know, um, Cedric McMillan does it really well. Yeah. Like, he'll look at the other guys and either step in front or touch their leg or, you know, just have fun with them. So he's really kind of getting the crowd going, and I think that's good. Yeah, it's good. done with character. Yeah. 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 So if somebody, if a competitor is listening to this and they think like their posing's not too sharp or they're looking at doing their first comp, what advice would you give them on like when to start or where to start? I always like people to start earlier rather than later. So um, the hardest thing for me is to have a competitor who's like four weeks out um, coming to me for posing correction because I find they're the most stressed in the final weeks leading in towards a comp. Um, they've got everything going on in their head and they've got minimal calories and it's a nightmare because they can't remember shit. So it ends up just making them flustered and um, really frustrated, like frustrated that they can't remember things. And I'm trying to explain, you know, you're depleted, you're tired, you're... Um, you know, there's a stress of the, the shows around the corner, like get in early when your calories are nice and high. Um, you don't have to be in perfect shape to learn how to pose. Um, you can do the fine tuning with your posing later on. So once you've learned the moves, then you come back, you know, when you're a couple of weeks out and you can fine tune things and it's not so hard. Mm. It's probably important as well to remember that getting a posing coach will help you figure out what works for your body. Because just looking at a, a bodybuilder online and replicating what they're doing might not be best for you because your body shape is a little different. Your strengths and weaknesses are a little different. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the flexibility is different and all of that sort of thing. So, you know, when you've got your clients like squatting and deadlifting and doing lots of machine work, there's not a lot of um, like twisting. Rotation. Yeah, there's not much rotation and just basically things like that. And then you get up onto a bodybuilding stage and they say quarter turn to the right into your side pose and you can't twist. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you can't twist around, then you're not giving that um, um, illusion of a small waist and wide shoulders. Mm -hmm. You yeah, can't see it. One of the greatest things that you would offer too as a coach is an actually a fairly objective view at a subjective 
uh, sport because, sport. Uh, like you actually mentioned, yeah. I, I call it a sport as well. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to call other than a pageantry, which I think like offends a, some people. You a know, beauty it's pageant. a pageant sport. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. I like that pageant sport. I, yeah. I, never, I never thought of uh, this because, like, I took my posing very seriously, but obviously, I, I appeal to my own bias in regards to how I pose too. But the moment that I finished the show and had some more food. I tested a couple of different like rotations and they were so much better. I was like, fuck, I wish I had somebody who would have told me that that would look better. But I just I know. <laughs> wasn't in that mindset because I was so just like, okay, this is just now a task. A process. A repetition of process, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah, super important to have someone like yourself to look at somebody when they're not sure. And come and see me too because I really love it. Like I, I actually, um, as much as I miss competing, like I actually really love this side of it as well. Like the posing is just... When you can see someone's physique change and how happy they get just out of one session, it's awesome. It's so good. For somebody that's listening to this and feels a little stuck or does want to take you up on your offer to do some posing, how, like, it, when you're in... Um, Sydney. In Sydney, yeah. So if, how yeah. can people that don't live near you, like, do you have a, a posing I do, I do heaps online and actually, I actually do heaps of... Instagram lessons so the video calls on Instagram because I can take photos on Instagram and align them quickly so you can see differences so I find that like with zoom I haven't worked out if you can actually take a photo of the screen rather than um, like do you know what I mean yeah. so I like to be able to send um, photos as the lessons going with descriptions so I can watch them posing and send it through instantly um, so they can get the most out of it and learn. Um, so, yeah, Instagram lessons. Um, I've done a lot of – sorry? Is that one-on-one -on -one Instagram posing classes? Well, pretty much all of my posing classes are one-on-one because -on -one I just find that everyone's body is so different and um, I like to get kind of into the nitty-gritty. So if, if it's a group class, um, it's just more – Yeah, it, it's, it, it's more fun and they get to learn – um, like the layout of the stage and that kind of thing, but they don't really get to really focus on their body. Mm. Okay, that's awesome. Do you find it um, more or less difficult or just different to doing it online versus like having tactile like touch in, in person? I, I'm, I'm a big touchy-feely person. So um, same thing when I'm personal training people, like I like to see the muscle and touch the muscle. So for me, um, I don't enjoy it as much. Um, but it's definitely very valuable because um, I can do a lot with video as well. And you know how you can like draw on the screen and you can point and draw arrows and things like this. So it can be done, but I love to see people. Like I love to, I love to feel the muscle as well. And if I'm I can put them into position, that helps. I'm definitely going to ask for our um, podcast editor to snip it out. The, I want to feel the muscle and touch the muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that will be Just your fit. Feel the muscle, touch the body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not making it any better for yourself. I remember no, it's, I, yeah, it's worse. When I was going through my personal training course, we had this section on consent. And um, I know as a personal trainer myself. Oh, man, that goes out the window, doesn't it's it? It's not sexual at all. I'm just like the glute and I like grab the glute and be like, and here yeah. or like twist, like touch someone's abs. And it's just cause I'm trying to help them move better. Um, yes. You forget that this is feelings and might be uncomfortable being touched or grabbed on their ass. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in the personal training course, you know, you must say to the person, I'm going to touch your shoulder now. Is that okay? <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> 
I've gotten around it, and um, Justin probably hates this, but when I'm with clients, instead of me touching them so much, I'll say, look, give me your hands, and I'll put them on, you know, <laughs> my lats or my shoulder and say, move it like this. So they're feeling my body. You can cut that up as well and use that if you want. But, you know, like you can get around with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, uh, Amy, one of the other th things that I thought would be interesting to quickly talk to you about is that women's physique in Australia is still probably one of the fewer categories that one of, one of the categories that has far fewer competitors, right? And I think it's like comes with a greater consideration for the girls to determine whether or not they want to go down that path. Yes. What do you think some of the considerations girls need to have if they want to go to say women's physique versus doing bikini? And well, it's a shame because I would actually love to see more girls doing women's physique. And I think um, one of the things that um, a lot of girls are, you know, that puts them off is that they think they have to take all of these drugs to do it. And I've seen some natural competitors get such fantastic results naturally. And remember, women's physique vision is not just about size, it's about shape, it's about symmetry and about balance. So you don't have to be the biggest competitor on stage to look like a physique competitor. Because you'll see some of the really, really tall girls, um, they're not getting the same uh, like placing, high placings as some of the short ones. And some of the short ones, you'd be really, really um, surprised to know that, you know, they might weigh about 50 kilos, but their, their muscle and everything just appears so much bigger. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What was your competitive weight? I was actually one of the heavier girls. So I was always, you know, between six and sort of 10 kilos ahead of the other girls, mm -hmm. which was heaps different. Um, but the... What was I? I was 67, 67 kilos on stage, but naturally I sort of sit around 73, like mm -hmm. 73 kilos. And um, I, do, you, do you guys remember a girl called Juliana Malacane? She won the Olympia four times. So she was a Brazilian girl um, with the long blonde hair. She won after Danielin Bailey won uh -huh. the Olympia. Yeah. So she only weighed, I think she was about 54 kilos. And if you look at pictures and I've done this so many times, I put my photos up against her photos. She looks huge. She looks far bigger than me. She looks taller. Um, she looks like she's got about 20 kilos more muscle than me, but she was actually about 10 kilos less than my stage weight. Mm. So stage weight, don't get thrown by the stage weight and don't get thrown by pictures because these girls are actually quite small and petite in real life. They've just got that real dense hard muscle so the the density of their muscle tissue um as opposed to a bikini girl like i, I always say to my girls um it's sort of like a this sounds really bad as well but please don't get offended you know the um this um the steaks different cuts like yeah. if you've got a sirloin it's got a little bit of fat through it <laughs> and then if you've got the lean cut then you know there's not so much fat through the muscle yeah. um so i think that the the more you sort of head towards the bodybuilding, the density of the muscle and the quality of the, the muscle um, has to be better, um, if that makes sense. Probably doesn't even make sense. That's how I think of it anyway, like a steak. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the take home there is that it's not a size game, but rather like a characteristic and like a genetic game than it is more about the actual sheer size of people because they are quite small. I remember Daniel and Bailey was tiny in person. 
Yeah, she's smaller than me. Uh, actually, that's it. Um, the day that I won my pro card, I was standing next to Daniel Bailey and she said to me, congratulations. Like, she, she was awesome. She was shorter than me and a lot smaller than me. And she said, wow, you're a lot bigger than me. And I'm thinking, yeah, but like she looked like she appears bigger um, because she has much better muscle quality than what I had on stage. And um, she was leaner as well. Yeah. But she was actually far smaller than me. It's just genetically she was better. Like she was just a better competitor. Yeah. I love the shape of her shoulders. And back. Beautiful shape. Beautiful yeah, shape. It really does. As a very short girl myself, um, one of the benefits is, you know, if you gain two or three kilos of muscle, I feel like for me, it shows up very obviously on my, I'm five foot one at, on a tall day. That's um, what Juliana is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I've got some really tall clients and they'll gain a significant amount of muscle and you're like, Oh, I think there's a bit of a difference there because it's spread out over so much more body. Yes. There's definitely a benefit to being petite. For sure. (laughs) Oh, I think so. Definitely. Especially in this sport and especially in that division, like there's benefits in having nice, long, elongated legs for bikini. Like if you've got nice long legs, it looks nice on stage, you know? Um, the, the other thing I would say as well is don't get caught up in trying to get big too quickly. So don't just take more drugs to try and put on the size. Remember that in these divisions, and especially being female, um, your skin and um, the quality of, you know, your hair and everything, all of that is taken into consideration on the judging panel. So if you look like you're breaking out with acne because you've just been loading up or your body's stressed because you've been doing... Um, you know, too many gym sessions and not spending enough time on your rest and recovery and your stretching and that kind of thing. It's it's going to show in your physique. It's going to look tired um, and your risk of injury is going to be increased as well. And nothing sort of stamps on your progress like an injury. So you're better off uh, taking your time, um, getting big slowly over a process of you know years and years and if you're genetically lucky enough where you're naturally big anyway then great go straight into the division but build up to it slowly mm. do it properly yeah it's yeah. good advice yeah absolutely love it um now amy we have some questions some funny questions for you that we'd like to wrap up with yep, but before nice. we get there, the first question not so funny <laughs> um do you have something that you'd like to share with the audience it could be um, a quote that you live by or a book or a movie that you've recently watched. Or even perhaps a new coaching service. Yeah, or a new coaching service. <laughs> Any, anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, a quote that I need to, that I live by. I'll come back to that. <laughs> I've got one on the tip of my tongue that I always use and now I've just gone completely blank. But um, the new coaching service that I'm offering is it's almost like a, uh, a posing video checking that happens weekly. And it's for competitors that are kind of more seasoned athletes, not so much beginners, um, people that have got their posing set, like they know how to do front double biceps already. They know how to do their model walk um, and they just need someone to critique it once a week. So it's like your progress photos where you'll send your progress photos to your coach and your coach will be like, right, um, up the cardio this week or, train more shoulders this week, blah, blah, blah. Same thing as the posing critique. So I'll say, okay, work on this, work on your flexibility to enhance this part of your pose. 
um, speak to your coach about incorporating some maybe some core work so you can work on um, that vacuum that you can't quite nail. So I, I like to work with not only the um, competitor weekly, but also um, hand in hand with their coach so that we can, you know, put athletes on stage looking awesome so the competition's good to watch. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. It's good that's idea. awesome that you collaborate with the coach. Um, I love that. And you know what? I actually learn heaps about it too because um, some of the coaches and like you guys as well, like you get your clients into phenomenal shape. So you're obviously doing something right. And the better shape they're in, the better I can do my job because I can see what I'm doing. Mm. It's good. Years ago, Dean sent one of his uh, bikini girls to opposing coach and she ended up saying, why is Dean putting deadlifts in your program? Don't you know that it's making your waist thick? You should coach with me instead. And three weeks out, coached the client. The client got a pro card and she took all the glory. Mm. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. (laughs) That's definitely happened. Um, I think that's happened to all of us at one point. And you know what? That's a foul ass move. And if you need to do that to get a client, then good luck to you because uh, clients like that run out. Not everyone's going to win a pro card like that. So good luck trying to repeat that. Whereas Dean, someone like yourself and and you guys, like you know that you can get another client um, into that position where they're good enough to win their pro card because you put in the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I remember saying something like, cool. I'll uh, speak to you in a few weeks when you're disappointed with how you get coached. This is what will happen, by the way. And that was, that's what happened verbatim. She came back begging for Dean to take her back on. But yeah. the annoying thing was, obviously, you don't win a show in three weeks. You no. go by doing all of the work months before that, that she had done with Dean. Um, but when she won the pro card, she thanked her her coach that's been working with her for a long time, which apparently was the coach that stole her three weeks prior. <laughs> um, you know, as coaches, we don't do anything for the glory, but it's no. nice to be recognised for your work. And it was just such a shame how it all turned out. That was a long time ago now. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't burn a big enough scar, obviously. Mm. Or I've just moved on, which is fine. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yeah, we've got, I think we've all got a lot of stories, but... Um, I think if that's ever happened to you, just um, take comfort in knowing that you can coach someone else mm. uh, into that same position, um, whereas the coaches that are sort of one-hit wonders, well, yeah, good luck with that. If you, if you got lucky once, you, you're probably not going to get lucky again with a, a client winning a pro card like that. Totally. So we love that you're a trustworthy posing coach that is out there to collaborate with us and not steal from us. This is true. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and it's, it's funny because a lot of the clients come, when they come in, if they're having a bad day, they, a lot of the time they will offload. And I'm not saying that they talk badly about their coach as such, but they'll say, oh, you know, I'm doing this, but I've seen, uh, you know, other girls in my category and they're doing something different. Like, what do you think? And it's, it's very easy um, for me to fall into the trap of saying, oh, well, I think that, you know, you should do this or you should do that. But you've really got to hold back and think to yourself, you know what, I really don't know the client at all. So if Dean's got you doing deadlifts, then it's probably because of this, this and this. And some girls can't do deadlifts because of this, this and this. Like you have to go back to your coach and you have to talk to your coach through it. And I actually try and make them feel confident in their coach again like rather than making them feel stressed that they're they're in the wrong place because as soon as they're thinking that their coach is wrong for them for whatever reason um the session's fucked like the session's just crap 
So um, if they can leave thinking, no, I'm in the good place and they pose better and, you know, it's just better for everyone. Why would I want to bag someone else's coach when their client, like I'm making money off their client, like end of story. I'm happy, you know, it's great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's self-serving if we look after each other and the next person. Yeah. Totally, totally. And you know what? If someone is a bad coach and they're doing something bad, that client is going to realize soon enough. They don't need me to say anything. <laughs> like they'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now we've got some funny questions for you. Ooh. First one being, cool. if you were arrested uh, and your friends and family knew you were in prison, but there was no explanation as to what you did, what would they assume? Oh, they'd think it's bodybuilding related for sure. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, she's selling steroids. Or she was touching the muscle and feeling the muscle. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Uh, um, now, what is something that you think you're right about but is very controversial? Say that again. It just cut out. Oh, what, what is something that you think you're right about but is very controversial? Oh. oh, just to be, uh, I'll, I'll just be basic that um, booty bands are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> How do you agree? It's only controversial. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're good for um, cooling down and mobility, but as far as activation goes, like, just get rid of them. You don't need them. <laughs> now, a would you rather? Do you have a card game? I love would you rather. This is my favourite game. Do you know there's actually a game for it? And we usually a card game. We pull the card out of a box usually. It's called Shitty Choices. Uh, but That's we, awesome. We just pre-selected one for you today. All right. The one okay. I've selected for you. Would you rather have lopsided boobs or a significantly shorter arm? But let me just qualify that quickly. You're not allowed to stuff the bra of the smaller <laughs> boob or wear a push-up bra if by lopsided, like one's high and one's low. Like you have to deal with the lopsidedness. Mm and not hide it in any way, you can't get it fixed. <laughs> and the, you know what? That wouldn't even bother me. I'd be like, yeah. Really? Yeah, probably that. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Or the short arm, what, like an elbow? <laughs> like, oh. oh, like maybe like halfway between the elbow. Like and, a, yeah. Yeah, that short. Yeah, I would say the boobs. Okay. I'd say lopsided boobs. I could live with that. That wouldn't bother me. Really? In the bodybuilding yeah. community, you could probably make a lot of money with that. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. If you can make money sending people pictures of your feet, not you. I'd blame it on breastfeeding him, and everyone would be like, "Oh, of course, yeah." No <laughs> You're such a lovely mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't body shame her. She's breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, that's a, that was an easy choice. Um, all right, Amy. If people wanted to take up your posing services, or you know, find you online to reach out, where would they find you? Uh, you can visit My Posing Coach on Instagram or um, just my website, myposingcoach.com. Perfect. Perfect. Nice and easy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome to have you on today. And um, thank you very much. Patience to come on a second time when our <laughs> internet was shitty. <sighs> no, it's good. And now I've got, yeah, <laughs> this little guy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> if anyone's just listening, you've got to jump onto YouTube and watch the video to see Amy's cute little bubba. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys, and have a great um, rest of the week. We'll chat soon. Have a good day. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye.